invite you to come through your word because we need a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord. Won't you come with me now to the Old Testament book of Genesis? The Old Testament of Genesis, the 21st chapter, verses 14 through 21. Genesis, the 21st chapter, verses 14 through 21. And if you're able, please stand out of reverence and respect for God's holy Word. And listen now, my beloved, to the word of the Lord. The Bible says, so Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. And then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot. For she said, do not let me look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and she cried, she wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Haggai from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Haggai? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. So come and lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. And then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy and he grew up and he lived in a wilderness and became an expert with the bow. That was something in that day. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife from him from the land 
of Africa, Egypt. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. On this Mother's Day, smile at someone. Amen, amen, amen. And now I want you pray for me and with me. Almighty God, as I come before your children this morning, I ask, I ask that you would surround me with your presence, fill me with your spirit, and allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart I just want to please you, Lord. Be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let the church say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Wait, on wait on God. Wait on, wait on God. Just, just, just wait on him. <laughs> Today, let us talk about a woman named Hagar. When you hear her story, the story of a single mother there are many of us blessed in here today who God is blessed to the point that you're not raising your children by yourself. But that's not God's plan. But I understand that about 70% of African-American women are now alone for the first time in our history we don't have fathers in the community like we used to. Somebody say amen. And so because the church is not supposed to come in here just to hear about yourself, <laughs> we are to lift up the pain in the world. We are to be in touch with what's going on outside. We have to be available to those who are hurting. Haggai was a woman hired as a servant for a family of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. Now, God had, had made the promise 
to Sarah, Abraham's husband, that she would bear him a child. But Sarah got a little impatient with God. Because Sarah said, I'm getting older and older, and you have not blessed me with a child. Sarah then took things in her own hands. <laughs> you know, you're going to always mess up when you take things in your own hands. She couldn't wait on God. That's a sermon all in itself. You see, Sarah set up a marriage between her servant, Haggai, and her husband. Are you getting this picture? Now, now, in that day, in that day, it was okay. A man could have more than one wife. Look at your neighbor say, in that day. got together and Haggai got pregnant and delivered to Abraham his first son. The story goes on and Sarah in her old age, just like God had promised her in her 80s, I think it was, if had a son. Ooh, Jesus. God can do that. Today, beloved, we find Haggai, the servant woman, the mother of Abraham's first son, being put out of the palace. The word of God says that Sarah saw Haggai's son playing with her son and told her husband Abraham to put Haggai and her son out of the palace because the son of the servant woman would not inherit along with her son. Look at your neighbor say, mama drama. Well, this kind of talk upset Abraham because, because they were both his sons. And Abraham didn't want to listen to Sarah, wife one. In this matter, he wanted to be a father to both of his children. And I think that's an honorable position for a man to take. No matter what goes on in the home, if you have children, that's your babies. Somebody say amen. I admire him for that. However, say however, God had other plans. God said to Abraham, Abraham, do not be upset. Don't be distressed because of the boy and because of your servant woman. Whatever Sarah, wife one, says to you, do as she tells you to do. I love God. He always does what we don't expect him to do. And for, for that, Abraham was obedient. And what happened was that God also said, well, the son of the servant woman, Abraham, I will make a nation of him also. In other words, Abraham, don't worry about it. I got this. I'm going to bless both of the boys because you, they daddy, you just get out of the for a minute. Let me handle this. God promises, 
And then we wait. Verse 14, now the Bible lesson today says that Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a leather jug of water and gave it to Haggai, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. Wow. Here was the Haggai, the mother of Abraham's son, being sent out into the wilderness with their child. Beloved, beloved, who can understand this story better than many women that we pass by every single day? For many mothers today, life is hard. Somebody say amen. So many women today bringing up their children without fathers present, no village to help, no school, no schools who understand, no system to provide enough compassion and resources, no church who wants to even bring it up. Well, today I've I've seen it all. I grew up in a healthy home as many of you did a wonderful father and a wonderful mother in a wonderful village where everybody was concerned about everybody. But life doesn't keep us in one spot. We all have experiences throughout life if we want to be whole. And of course, if God, when he called me, he had to make sure that I had experienced a lot of pain because he saw a church in 2019 and a world in 2019 filled with people in pain. So today I've seen it all. I didn't have a life like my mother. My mother was 33 when I was born and had been told she couldn't have children. My daddy was at the height of his success at 45 when I was born. I had two mature parents. That was then. <laughs> I never lived a life like my mama. God let me experience that so I'd be healthy enough to go out and learn some lessons about real life. I was a single mother. And I had a church filled with single women. Today, I've seen it all. Women who've been in the courts with their sons all alone. I was there. Women who've buried their children from drugs and violence and gangs, death in prison, much too soon I was there. Church for many women on this Mother's Day 2019, life is hard. And that's why the church is here.
we get so caught up with ourselves and our own situation. If I'm doing okay, then I don't worry about nobody else. That's, that's the idea of the world today. The one thing I learned from my mother was how to love everybody in the situation that they're in. Mama would say, if you standing up, you're not standing up because you standing up. You standing up so you can reach down and help somebody who has fallen and can't get up. I watched her live that kind of life. I watched my mama give till she couldn't give anymore. It was never about her. It was about everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, we live in some selfish times today. In this situation we find ourselves in, the word comes today for all mothers who are struggling. Mine are grown, praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I, I'm not struggling like I was, but I've been, I've had and I've had not. I've had joy and I've had sorrow. I've been well and I've been sick. I've been up and I've been down. And now I'm a little up. God has made me available to all the young women who are in so much pain today. And so the word of God comes with the situation, but the word of God also comes with a word of hope. Hope. Oh, therefore, beloved, I'm, I'm ready to believe that God is building up a new generation of women. Somebody say amen. A generation of women who can handle the overwhelming responsibilities of this present day. A generation of mothers who have been sent out into the desert with their children to see that God can do a new thing with them. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, everything's going to be all right. And that's the good news. The good news for us today. Listen to me. Mothers, I don't care how anybody or any situation or any circumstance has treated you. You need to know, mothers, young, old, all of y'all grandmothers. You need to know that God has a plan for you and your children. Tell your neighbor, say, trust God. He got this. Oh, look at our own Bible lesson. God had told Haggai, the servant mother, that he would greatly multiply her offspring, which meant that he would surely bless her. But she forgot, Jesus, she forgot the promises of God. You can't live today without knowing the promises of God from the word of God. People don't even make you promises anymore. They just ignore you. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is just indifference. He meant that he would surely bless her, but, but she forgot. So she left with a jug of water and a child. And she went 
And the Bible says she wondered. Oh, Lord, how many mothers are wandering today? Just, just wandering. Don't, don't know what to do. Ain't had no models of a mama. Ain't had no village to show them how to mama. Ain't had no church where people were concerned about them. I'm just talking about wandering in the wilderness. When people are saying, why don't she act like a mama? Because she didn't have one of her own. That's why. Why isn't she more mature? Because she was a baby herself when she had a baby. She left wondering. We leave so many of our young mothers out today wandering in the wilderness as we sit in the church dealing with trivial stuff. I wish I had been there, girl. I would have told my sister Haggai something like I've told many young women's girl, you don't wandering just because a man put you out. Come on, baby. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on. God has a plan for you, girl. Get up, Haggai. Go get you a job. God has a plan for you, girl. Sit down at the table and map out your strategy. Create a vision board of your future. Write the vision. Stop wandering in the wilderness. Go back to school. Stop wandering in the wilderness. Girl, go take a bath and put your clothes on and go to the movies. Just stop wandering in the wilderness. Hey, God, you got your health. You have your brain. You have friends. You have abilities. And some of y'all got a husband who ain't a husband up in here. Somebody help me up in there. The Lord just gave it to me. Girl, write a book. Start a business. Sell some pies. Y'all laughing, but I knew a woman at a church every Sunday would come with pies in the trunk and make a killing. <laughs> Go talk. To somebody, sell some real estate, go to computer school, get a babysitter, start a home business. Haggai! Haggai! Get a life, boo! Get a life, Haggai! Because a happy woman makes a good mother. If mama ain't happy, I said, if mama ain't happy, Ain't nobody happy. Haggai, you don't have any money. Go to the mall, girl, and, and window shop. Go to, go to Bible study. Go to, go to church. Make some friends. Right, friends. Start a co-op. Just stop wandering around in the valley. And get up. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Walk that valley, girl. Walk that valley. God will never leave you alone. Wait on God. Look at your neighbor say, walk through the valley. Oh, child of God, Haggai was too caught up in the pity of the moment. She was so caught up in her own self, in her own pain that she gave up. And so she put her son under a tree to die because the water was all gone. And she walked away so she wouldn't see him die. 
And then she started to weep. Some of y'all wouldn't be having no strokes and heart attacks and all that stuff if you learned how to cry. She walked away. She started to cry. Oh, my. I want you to understand this, mothers, today. It's okay to cry. I have never had a problem with tears. I cry less now than I used to. God gave us tear ducts so we could cry. I'm even scared of a man who just won't cry at all. I mean, you know, there ought to be a time when we all shed a few tears. But you have to understand the purpose of a cry. <laughs> I said the purpose of a cry. God gave us tear ducts to cry. That's right. Wouldn't have so much violence as some folks would just cry. We got rage now because people don't know how to cry it out. Crying ought to release the pain. Crying ought to relieve the misery. Crying ought to refresh us so that we can let it out, let it go, and regain our stability. But crying should never mean that you're giving up. <laughs> Don't be fooled, beloved, when you see me cry. Just know it gives me strength when I cry it out. Why is the church today so scared of people crying? I don't get it. Why are we encouraging people to cry? My friends used to call me Lydia Waterhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mentor pastor told me one day, he said, now, now if you're going to preach, you can't preach and cry at the same time. And so I said, well, I've gotten a little older now. I don't cry as much, but I sure will cry now. I know what tears are for. So I went and got me some pretty handkerchiefs. So <laughs> when I cry, I'm going to cry cute. <laughs> Glory! If anybody ought to be crying today, it ought to be some mamas and some grandmamas. These are some hard times. Don't be fooled when you see me cry, though. Because I come back a lot stronger after a good cry. Don't let my tears fool you because I'm a woman. Women ain't supposed to be hard. Women supposed to cry sometime. Somebody ought to hear me up in here. A woman, we just have gotten too hard. Ought to cry sometime. We are emotional beings without apology. Man asked me one day, he said, Pastor, you know, you get upset about stuff. You just, you get upset and then you just go off. 
<laughs> he said, you're a pastor. You, you, you're not supposed to just go off about stuff. He said, now, man, pastor, he is cool, calm, and collected. I said, well, my brother, I don't apologize for how God made me. You see, being equal does not mean being the same. I don't have to be cool, calm, and collected. Tell me, my brother, who do I act most like? You or your wife and your mama? I'm a woman! I get it done! And I cry, and I go off, and I have a fit, cause most of the time, ain't nobody listening to me anyway. It's a sad situation. The new research says that in a mixed meeting, the one least heard in a meeting of every race and gender is a black woman. 2019 research. And then people want to know why we so loud. <laughs> why we go off. Why we have a fit. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. That's what my mama would tell me. Don't ever let people mistake your kindness, Lydia, for weakness. This poor baby. Poor Haggai. She was drowning in her own tears. The saddest thing in the world when ain't nobody else crying for you but you. church people don't cry anymore. We don't have feelings. We too cute, too educated, too stuck up, too obsessed with ourselves to have feelings for other people. No woman. I used to say this in the church. No woman in this congregation should ever cry by herself. That's what I said. And that's what I meant. If a woman cries, another woman ought to run to her rescue. Somebody say amen. amen. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We have feelings and emotions. We get upset when God's work's not going right. We yell and scream and holler and fall out. Because nobody hears us and nobody cares. Mama, these are hard times. And I see you. Oh yeah, because the reality of the moment is that there are those times when a mama just loses it. You, you, yes, there are those times when you can't remember the promises, mama. There are those times when your strength is all gone. There are those times when you can't get yourself back together. Oh, 
But look at the word of God this morning. It is, it is those times when someone else steps in on your behalf. God will always send some people. Good God Almighty. I'm a witness. God will always send you people when you're being obedient to his will for your life. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, he'll never leave you alone. Verse 17 says that God heard the voice of the boy. The boy. He heard the voice of the boy. Hmm. He heard the voice of her son, who was about this time a teenager. He heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God then called to Haggai from heaven and said to her, what's troubling you, Haggai? Haggai, what's, what's troubling you, baby? Sometimes you got to pray for somebody who's in pain because they hurting too bad to even tell God what's going on. Don't be afraid, the angel said, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Come and lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Child of God, Haggai's son grew up that very day. Sometimes we need to let our children see our pain because life is hard sometimes. And if they don't see our pain, they're going to get grown, and it, there's always trouble. I don't care if you live long enough, unless you're in a cage, you're going to deal with some trouble. And our kids don't know how to deal with it anymore because we protect them from pain. Sometimes you ought to let your children know your pain because life is hard times. Now, I do want to say not all the time, mama, not all the time. It's too much for kids to see mama just wandering through the wilderness crying all the time. But this particular time, children, the child saw his mother in a state he had never seen her before. He had seen his mother deal with hard times. He had witnessed her deal with rejection. He had seen his mother go through the fire and not get burned. He knew she was a strong woman. He knew that. Oh, but this time, oh, somebody say, this time, this time was different. Mother needed her child to pray the prayer that she couldn't pray for herself this time. At that moment, it gets that way sometimes, children. Sometimes you, you, you must do the praying for your mama and for your grandmama. Sometimes you must know when she's had enough. Sometimes God is waiting for you to pray for your mama. Do you hear me, children? Pray for your mother. Too many times today, children want to talk about their mama. They want to dog their mama out. All this new stuff I see wasn't happening in my day. Not out loud, anyway. <laughs> it's a new day, church. The world is a mess. One of the reasons because we walked away from it. 
we got to fix it. The Bible says, then God opened her eyes and, and she saw a well of water. And it was filled to the brim. Remember, babies, today, God is waiting for you, children. It's Mother's Day. Let me tell you how you can help your mama out. Pray. No matter how old you are, all you got to say is, God bless my mama. God help my mama. I went through a severe depression. My children were older. It was really during that change of lifetime. Somebody say amen. I was crazy. Didn't know why. I just could, I would just fall to pieces. Just, just didn't know why. My husband didn't understand. All he said was, it's something wrong with you. But he was good enough to point it out to me because I couldn't see it for myself. But I had a child who would just come up and say, Mama, you want to go to the ocean? Mama, can I do anything to help you, Mama? And I said, you can pray. I did get well because I did go deal with it. I just didn't wander in it. I went to Beverly Hills to the, to the hospital for the women that I knew could get attention for any disorder. Praise God, I want the women to know there's medicine for crazy. Hallelujah, help me get There's medicine to help you get through. When your hormones are all torn up and, you, and you're not acting yourself. There's some help you can get, I'm telling you. I used to diagnose it in my congregation and the men love me to death. They'd say, Pastor, we don't know what to do with her. I say, I know, just send it in my office. I'm gonna tell her where to go get some vitamins. It sounds as if God didn't even know what was troubling Haggai. She had been so distracted to even talk to God all but her son. Her child remembered how much his mother had prayed for him, and now it was his grand opportunity to pray for his mama. If my mama didn't teach me nothing, when I'd see her on her knees praying, I would wonder if she was asleep, she'd be in there so long. You need to let your children see how to walk through the valley. And so Haggai had a testimony. My child prayed for me. <laughs> my child or my grandchild kept me on their mind. They, they took the time and they prayed for their mama. So God answered her prayers and manifested. Mothers today. Grandmothers, too, because when, when I was growing up, like many of you, we would, we would leave home to prove how well we were raised. <laughs> uh, 
they expected us to go out and grow up and then come back if they wanted to. You know what I mean? But today, I've never seen so many grandparents filling in for lost mamas and absent fathers. And it's hard. I've done it too. In fact, my family always sends me the one in the most trouble. That's the reputation I have in my family. When they really get to where nobody can deal with them, they send them to me. I don't know why, but when I tell they don't act crazy on me like that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because you need to send them away sometimes. Somebody say amen. Mothers, open your eyes this morning, oh my dear wonderful mothers, and see God's miracles. What you need, beloved, is right in front of your face. What you need is right beside you. What you need is all over you. God is with you and he will always supply your every need. He'll always make a way for you in the desert. He will always protect you. God will always take care of you, mama. Grandmama. And so tell your neighbors, I'm going to wait on God. But old people say, you never have to wake up. He may not come when you want him. But what? I'm a witness because I'm still living. You a witness because you still here. He's always on time. I don't know what you are going through this Mother's Day morning. But I know that many of you are going through some stuff. And so mamas, sometimes, not all the time, because music heals, sometimes you might have to turn off the jazz, turn off the Motown. I ain't talking about you because I like Motown now. <laughs> turn off the hip hop. Just for a minute. Just for a minute, every now and then, every now and then, you need to learn to sing the songs of Zion. You need to learn to sing the songs of Zion. One of the old ones is, the Lord will make a way. Somehow. Because, Mama, sometimes you can feel like a ship that's tossed and driven. Because all women need a husband and a father in their lives. But unfortunately, that's not where we are in our community today. We're going to pray that God will heal our families. Like a ship that's tossed and driven. Battered by an angry sea uh, when the storms of life are raging and their fury falls on me. I wonder sometimes, I wonder what have I done that makes this race so hard to run? But then I say to my soul, take courage. The Lord will make a way. 
somehow the Lord will make a way somehow he will take away your sorrow let him have your burdens now because when the Lord bears down so heavy the weight is shown upon my brow. There's a sweet relief in knowing. I say there's a sweet relief in knowing. There's a sweet relief in knowing that the Lord will make a way. Hallelujah! When the Lord 